reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Dr. Steve McDermott III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. We want to welcome you to another edition of Taking It to the House. It's Monday here uh, at the time of this recording, and we got NFL-heavy show for you today. Vic, what was the highlight of your weekend this weekend? What NFL game captured your mind? And I know you want to talk about USC and what they did to the rival UCLA. So, bro, I'm going to let you start it off, take it where you want to take it. I'll just be your co-pilot. Never leave your wingman. Let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, I cannot. Thank you for that tee-up. Fight on for Odyssey. I said fight on for you and me. Yes! Look, I'm not saying we back, but I'll tell you this, we're close to it. Being able to neutralize and knock out UCLA is very dramatic game, very suspense. Um, I am still concerned. I mean, we won. We won. At, at the end of the day, we won. Next, we got to play Notre Dame. My concern is we are not ready for the big show. And I don't want us to necessarily get to that point to get embarrassed. Let us go to a bowl game, take the bowl. Great first season, Lincoln Riley. First season. We need to work that defense because there's some bad boys in that top four. The Georgias, the Tennessees, LSUs. I don't know if we can run with TCU right now. So I'm happy for the first season of Lincoln Riley's run. Looking great. So go ahead, win Pac-12 and keep it moving. Now, the other school I'm, I'm intimately involved with is LSU. Looking great, Brian Kelly, in your first year. So as we set the stage for next weekend's uh, SEC championship against Georgia. That'll be great to watch. That will be very great to watch. But that's just the college football front. But, you know, I'm just happy old SC is back and we can do something in that Pac-12. I look forward to the reload and that defense. But the question you asked me was about the NFL. Man, oh, man, oh, man. What game got my juices flowing? Well, I was actually – at the Ravens game uh, that didn't necessarily get my juices flowing. They actually froze my juices. It was cold out there, uh, 30 degrees. And we played that game as if we were playing the freaking, I mean, the 72 Dolphins. It was a very lackluster game. We played down the competition. I was very disappointed, but I'm glad we walked out with the win. Um, but you know, I guess maybe the theme this week and not necessarily the most exciting game. I don't think anything was tapped that week prior with those that shootout between Buffalo. Probably the most surprising game is how Dallas Cowboys dismantled the Vikings. I mean, maybe the Vikings are still in Buffalo. Maybe they got trapped in that lake snow effect because they didn't show up for this game. And that's the indoor stadium, too. They did not show up. 
So that's probably the most surprising game. So I'll ask you, what was your most exciting game? Well, um, the Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings, I was enthralled. I was, because before the game, they were talking about the Cowboys were favored to win that game. However, they didn't have the better record and it was on the road. So I was curious to see how it was going to turn out. Man, I tell you what, the odds makers in Vegas, they know what they're talking about, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. They didn't only, the Cowboys, they didn't only get, go to Minnesota and, and, and whoop that tail. They bullied them in their home. I mean, every time Kirk Cousins dropped back, seems like there was a white jersey, a cowboy in his lap. So he really didn't get off. Uh, so I, 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 I'm trying to figure out now who is who and who's real, okay? Are, are the Minnesota Vikings truly eight and three or the Cowboys, are they, are they indicative of the record? You know, after they lost to Green Bay the week before and a game they should have won. So I don't know which Cowboys we really do have, nor do I know if Minnesota is for real because uh, uh, it, it, again, these last couple of weeks and that lackluster game and a lackluster performance by the Vikings yesterday. So that was the one that really got my attention. However, I was looking at Dak and I was noticing he was very careful. The play calling was very careful. He looked in command. And so something that we talked about, and I want to circle back to it, is they need to put him in positions where he's not doing too much. And him, Josh Allen's played with the lead yesterday and didn't do too much. And so I saw both of them, Josh Allen too included, and I'm talking about Dak in particular, dialed it back, weren't doing too much. Hand off right, hand off left, pass to Pollard, pass, uh, hand off to Zeke. You know, just being within his wheelhouse to be successful. And then we, we talked about it before. They got this defense, rely on it. Use the defense, use field positioning, and make it easy on yourself. So that was the game that caught my attention. But you mentioned USC. Bro, I go back to McKay, John Robinson, A.D., Ricky Bell, uh, uh, Marcus Allen, Charles White. I go back. And so it was student body right. It was student body left, you know. It was beat UCLA and beat Notre Dame. Beat UCLA and beat Notre Dame. This was before the college playoff picture ever came in. And so it was like, go to the Rose Bowl on an annual basis and beat up on either Michigan or Ohio. That was our right. That was our, that was, that's what we did. On New Year's, you knew where you were going to be watching USC beat up on somebody in the Rose Bowl. Well, recent years, uh, and I'm talking Post Pete Carroll, the luster off the shine of our armor in USC had somewhat dulled somewhat. And so, yes, Lincoln Riley, uh, Caleb Williams, quarterback for the USC. Y'all are doing the damn thing. And so I'm, as an old Trojan fan, I'm happy with where we're at and potential for where we're going. The transport portal means so much. You could be high today, low tomorrow. I get that. But right now, I'm going to enjoy this moment and say kudos to you, but shore up the defense. It's a sieve right now. 
you're having to score so many points to win the games. I need a defense to be able to uh, mirror what the offense is doing. So that's my take, sir. Yeah, I, I think, and staying on college real quick, um, he definitely brought the Big 12 scoring uh, fest to the Pac-12. And because he played a team like UCLA, Chip Kelly knows how to get down with the get down. So that was already going to be a high scoring match. But USC over the last two decades have prided themselves in having a defense front. You think about Troy Palomalu, Chad Matthews, uh, 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 some of our famous corners and DBs we had over the last uh, few years in front line. So really tapping back into that. But the key thing is you spoke about the transfer portal, but also the brand is back, which means uh, local recruiting will increase for Lincoln Riley. He is now standing on some fertile ground. The USC brand carries very well. It carries enough for people to transfer from Pitt and come to play for our coach. Um, so, again, knowing what he's been able to do and put this on tape, put this on national tape for all new recruits and current college athletes to say, I want to go out to California. And so – just watching how this can happen, uh, how this will unfold. Very encouraged. I've already started looking uh, for next year's tickets uh, because my daughter and I will be in California watching a USC game. In fact, I'll probably have to take her to USC UCLA game, but she's going. She's going to watch the energy. She's going to watch and feel the, the basket of throwing up your two fingers for fighting for OSC. So I'm really excited about that. So again, you and the other point, even while I was there, those four years, we had one year won the Rose Bowl, and those are the years I went to uh, school, uh, and Keyshawn was there, and Rob Johnson, Tony Baselli. To your point, as students, it, yes, Rose Bowl is win, but we need to beat UCLA, and we need to beat Notre Dame. We almost consider you could go two and ten, but you know what? We beat UCLA, we beat Notre Dame. Season is good. Coaches will save their jobs. Uh, you know, so while I was there, we broke the 13 year record to Notre Dame. We did not break our record against UCLA. So I just want to add value to what you had already shared. That did not change while I was at school as far as let's at least beat these two teams this year. But very, very, very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so the other point you were talking about, the Baltimore Ravens, I I felt like we were watching old school football again. No dynamics, no, no big pop, nothing happening with uh, Lamar. And, and I'm really interested. One, he's my uh, fantasy quarterback in my other league. Uh, and I pick him up on annual, man. <laughs> he's my first guy I want to go to. But I, I don't know if it's Lamar or if it's the play calling. I don't know if they're being creative or lack of creativity. You know, the defense is still doing their job. So Baltimore, you can hang your hat on that. It's it's the offensive side. It's Lamar. What is it? Is, is it running back? Is it is it receivers? I know you got Andrews at the tight end. So I, I, from the eye test, from my vantage point, I look at, at Lamar. So when he was fresh, first, second year, he was quick to pull it down. He is so conscientious of staying in the pocket. That's not who you are, Lamar. So this is Tim's take. 
This is my take. It may not be everybody else's take. What makes you so fun and so uh, diverse is you putting pressure on the defense by you pulling the ball down and going and running for it. That frees up everybody else. As a matter of fact, I thought your offense was geared around you, not as a passer, but because you are a passer slash runner and you can do multiple things. And so, uh, Lamar, you've proven yourself as a uh, quarterback in the pocket. You have done that. But don't forget who you are, what you are. You're very dynamic. So if you're listening to this, if somebody can get this to Lamar, Lamar, just do what Lamar does. Draw a play in the dirt. If it ain't there, don't make something else happen. You be what happens. You be the man. So that's what I would like to see. And, and so I'm looking at Justin Fields, uh, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. That's what Lamar used to be. Well, Justin Fields is doing it because he does not yet, he cannot yet read defenses. And so he's quicker to pull it down, but he's athletic enough and he's extending plays and he's really putting his team in a position to uh, win, even though they don't have a lot of the pieces in, in place. Lamar does. Lamar, you have a veteran team. And so they are looking at you for leadership. They're looking at you to be dynamic. They're looking for you not to be just Troy Aikman. Hell, no. If we wanted Troy Aikman, we'd, we'd get that guy from Ohio or Iowa or some non-running team, uh, run, uh, standing in the pocket quarterback. You're not that guy. Be dynamic flourish in being the best Lamar that you can be and excel. That's all I'm asking. And I agree. Uh, I find myself watching Justin Fields saying, wow, I wish we had one of those. I think the issue is we cannot forget that he is under contract. He's not, this is last year. So Lamar has to play it safe. He can't, he can't do too much and get hurt. He can't do, he, he has to do enough. So they win. So I do see that he's overthinking, or that's what it appears, that he's overthinking. And there's times where just run, just be you. And then there's times, again, you feel that maybe he's holding back and, and forcing it where, okay, the pocket is protecting you. There's no one open. You can run it. And, but I, I am really interested if some of that apprehension or that what we see appears to be apprehension is because, hey, this is a contract year. I got five games left for this season. We need to get deep in the playoffs. I still have not won a playoff game. I had the best team last year. At this time, I, I had say, got I gotta hurt. Say, we don't want him to think that way. We don't want him to be conservative like that because scared money won't make money. Okay? It just I agree. Those who, those, who, those who are trying not to get hurt end up getting hurt he's going to make his money by being lamar i'm sorry to interrupt i just had to interject bro. no but, you, but you're but you're right but but how does he do that you're right last year he was being lamar and got hurt in week nine the team had only had two or three losses and was already destined to be the number one seed he had never lost the season he had never lost a time he'd never been injured so Mentally, if he's saying, wow, we're at seven and three right now, we're at the same spot we were last year, and then we lost the rest of those games to finish 500. 
I've already lost my number one running back, J.K. Dobbins. I lost my number two running back, Gus Edwards. I'm down to Kenyon Drake. Mark Andrews just came off of injury. So, you know, I finally got to a point where now I can score maybe enough points in my defense. I can count on my defense. So I'm looking at all aspects of what he could possibly be thinking of. My team cannot afford to lose me again. So you're right. Scared money don't make money, but if you're already making money, you ain't going to be scared. He ain't making no money. Right now he knows come week 17, if he's not on contract, hey, bud, you're on open market. But if you hurt and he's watching how Kyler Murray is peed in the bed, Russell Wilson peeing in the bed. So, wait, out of these guys that got this contract in the offseason, Deshaun Watson's coming back. I'm the one that still has a chance to make it to the playoffs and say, look what they did. They didn't even make it. I'm already number one in the division. I won a division. I'm number three overall in the conference. Our team paid me my money. Kyler didn't go anywhere. Russell didn't go anywhere. And when I faced these guys, boom. Hey, I, we could have been number one in the conference. I don't play defense. I didn't lose against Miami. I got us 47 points. Hey, the team everybody said was going to be the Super Bowl winning team, Buffalo Bills. I had them beat too. So, hey, the only team maybe beating us is New York Giants because we didn't show up. So if I'm him, I'm also saying, hey, don't say I didn't bring it. But I also got to start looking out for my assets and my value. And so I got I, I like to see that maybe it's a delicate balance on, yo, every moment I don't do helps me. Every moment I do do helps. But when I do too much, now you see him run out of bounds now. I mean, he's, he's, he's he is playing a little more safe. I, I throw that out there. Yeah, and, and you're probably right. I don't want to think that, but he has to because he is a business man. You know what I mean? He's not just a businessman, but he is a business man. So uh, you have to protect his own interests, which is himself. Uh, so uh, good point. Good take. And I, I respect what you said. Uh, the rest of the NFL, man, I, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be the MVP. You know, that's a lot of talk right now in the NFL. And nobody really stands out except Patrick Mahomes. And I know you, you got him on your fantasy team. Uh, but but Josh Allen, based on his last couple of weeks of play and how he's lost, I think he's taking his name out of the out of the hopper. Uh, but I can't think of anybody else other than other than Patrick right now. And I don't see a dominant team. Uh, no one is really standing out. Uh, my preseason prediction: I still had the 49ers coming out of the NFC, and I had the Buffalo Bills coming out of the, the AFC. I'm gonna stick with that. But I wanted to know uh, if you had a take on who in a, who's the MVP right now as we're getting closer to the playoffs. Is there a team for you that's sticking out that looks like they're unstoppable? I know the, 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 uh, the Eagles, they've been beaten since we've talked about them before. But who stands out in those two categories for you in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes been the most consistent. This team has been the most consistent, uh, even without the Super Bowl hype. Everything had gone to the Buffalo Bills, and Josh Allen is doing his best, but he's, he's telling on himself. Did you see what Pat Mahomes did last night? I mean, 
Dang, what a great game against a stellar quarterback, another stellar team. And you go down to him and Kelsey just dissect you. I mean, he is now at that level where you don't want him having the ball in the last minute. He has now excelled, right. uh, uh, promoted himself, demonstrated time and time now over these last five years that he's a guy you need to fear. You're not worried about Aaron Rodgers no more. Aaron Rodgers can't even complete a pass, two open passes on Monday Night Football against a team that you have an opportunity to switch your narrative and actually do something. You don't fear Aaron Rodgers. You fear Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady trying to catch, play catch. Just, just play your ball, Brady. He's 45 years old, continue looking great. However, I don't, I'm not scared of him. Patrick Mahomes has shown I am still that dude, and I want to go back. I'm still hungry. So I fear him. I believe he is a front runner for an MVP. And the second person I throw in there, I'm still sticking with the AFC, Tua. Tua, when played, they won those games. He has not lost the game yet. And you have those two weapons, Hill and Waddle, and he's hitting. Remember all the criticism he had gotten prior to the season. They had already had him on a short list of being traded. And so to see what he's done and how he's responded and even how he's responded after the concussion, that's impressive. That's noteworthy. The team is in the first place of the division. Not only the first place of the division, they're number two overall in the conference. They've been nothing for 20-plus years. So that has to be considered. And then my third choice, Jalen Hurts, a team that just lost. Uh, what two weeks ago, it was bound to happen. Uh, so what happened? And it's the divisional loss. So when you had those divisional games, it's always going to be a tough matchup. You throw out the records. But Jalen Hurts has performed. His last game wasn't as, as exciting. But I would give it to him where I'd place him on that top three list simply because his team has performed. And he, like Tua, was one of those quarterbacks they were not given a lot of faith to coming to the season. And he's shown, okay, I'm here, I'm ready to play, and I have a playoff caliber team. And they're number one in the division as well. So that's my three people. I, I like that. Uh, and well said, too. Uh, especially with Tua, he would not be – I would not be surprised if he if he were to win because you make a good point. And I've heard that as well, that every game that he played in, uh, they have won. So – it's a they're coming off a of bye week and golly with the weapons that they have to include man they they must have went to the store the 49ers store of running backs and got them all and and now they're looking good at running back they're decent on defense but people got to keep up with them on offense score as many points as they are scoring so Tua is an excellent choice and hurts uh Jalen uh he would be my third choice so I, I would bring if I were just like you, it would be Mahomes, Tua, and Hurts, and it and, and just like that. I, and you mentioned earlier uh, some of the drop off with the quarterbacks: Wilson again, Rodgers, uh, Brady. I still feel is still dangerous, though. He's still dangerous. So, uh, but I don't fear him because he needs. A great tight end, which he doesn't have. He does have good receivers, but he doesn't have that tight end. And Gronk was his go-to. And so without Gronk, it's, it, he seems to be lost. And do you believe they still have a chance to get into the playoffs? Do you believe that with the start that they had, 
my goodness. So that, and that's a Tom Brady effect. You know, he can recover. Mind you, to go through marital troubles and investment troubles and, and wanting to retire before the season. So I think when the season started, he was not committed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's what I think. And it showed on the, on the field. And now, okay, uh, he was able to recommit, rededicate himself. Who knows what happens after the season, but he's playing better now. So I'm going to fear him because, not because of his age, but because of his knowledge base. And he still is um, uh, very good at, at his craft. Not at the top of his uh, game, but still very, very adequate and more than a game manager. Uh, so that's my NFL take. Hey, I, I would say, and going back to MVP, there's no one to me in the NFC. I, I think the I think the MVP would go to someone in the AFC. There's no quarterback other than Jalen Hurts that really stands out. And if I and if we did give it to Tom Brady, on what merit? Not because it's Brady, because I mean maybe his team is almost in first place. Because oh it, no, I mean that's a very yeah. sorry division. Uh, very yeah, NFC South. Very sorry. So when I look at the body of work of quarterbacks, and when would you think that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers' name is not mentioned? But when you look across the landscape of the NFC, I don't see any quarterback that it stands out other than Jalen Hurts. So I, I project, and if I could put money on it, uh, that the, the quarterback that wins the MVP would come from the AFC. That's where the power well, lies. Well, you're, right you're, you're, you're missing Dak Prescott now for the Cowboys. Really? And so, no, not, not as an MVP, but as an NFC uh Good, very, very good quarterback. He would have to be Jalen Hurts, and it would be Dak. Uh, Cousins would have been that guy, but man, he poo pooed uh, this this past week. So we're just not as an MVP. No, don't get me wrong. And I didn't even mention Brady as an MVP. We're just talking. We're just chopping it up. I'm just talking about level of play and 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 who has excelled. And if you were to rack and stack, and so you still got to give Brady some props, and and I'm going to give Prescott some props. Because you know what? When he's not trying to do too much, he's highly efficient. And I believe uh, he has all the tools, but he something's just holding him back from being that top-tier quarterback. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But he has the physical ability. He has. He can throw it at all planes. And so, uh, but let's go back to the main point. Who is the guy? Uh, that's going to be MVP. We both agree. It's it's Patrick Mahomes, and it's his to lose at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we got a couple but, minutes before we wrap it up. Do you have anything for ahead. NBA yeah, by any chance? Uh, just yeah. Just just real quick. Uh, Clay Thompson looked like Clay Thompson the old uh, a couple of nights ago. He didn't look like the old Clay Thompson, bro. I think he shot 13 threes, made 10 of them, but he was on fire. Click, 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 catch and shoot. Hitting the runners. He looked like Clay. He was going, taking it to the to the hole. So even though Golden State reigning champs are not where they should be and still early in the season, they need Clay of old and not an old Clay. But they're trying to meld old guys with the new guys and that's a difficult task that Steve Kerr has on his hands but if anybody can do it Steve Kerr can do it so 
that's my uh, NBA take. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I am a Laker fan. We are on a three-game winning streak. Yes, we're five and ten. Okay, we still have a little ways to go. We're the bottom dwellers in the Pacific. But all I'm asking and all I'm saying is play competitive ball. The ham effect is in effect, and he's still learning his players, and they're still learning to play together. LeBron hasn't played in the last three, was it four games, and they're winning without him. So go ham, go Lakers. Reeves, he's starting. He's and he's playing and scoring in double digits the last couple of games. So though he's my MVP for the Lakers right now. Oh, AD is playing all out of his mind. Uh, I want to say he's like the new AD because we haven't had this in a couple of years. So I'm excited. Maybe it's false hopes. And I'm not talking to you, Nick. I'm talking to me. I am excited. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm hyped. I just want a, a good basketball, a good five on the floor at all times who's playing a high-quality ball. The problem with the Lakers is they're not smart. They don't make the right pass. They don't read the defense. They're turning the ball over. They're like young guys, too excited and, 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 and making dumb plays. And I need, from a veteran team and from veteran players, I need better. I need smarter decision-making on the court. That's my NBA take. Hey, that's, that's great. Um, I'm, not, I'm still not watching. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to lie to my fans. I have, I have peaked a little bit. And, in fact, when I go to San Antonio this week, I'll watch a game in person. However, it's only because I had the opportunity to watch a game in person and who does not want to watch their favorite team and who does not want to watch possibly at least LeBron if he plays. But, hey, you still got AD. And I love messing with Spur fan. I love it. So I will be there against my better judgment. But I'm not on the Easter Standard time zone. So I can have the opportunity to watch them at 7 p.m., not at 11 p.m., and be okay. But I did pay some nice size ticket price. So please don't disappoint me, guys. Please don't disappoint me. But it's it's it's, it's okay. I, I'm living vicariously through your excitement. They have five more games till I commit myself to watching them consistently at night, which means they have to be at least 500, which means they got to continue this winning streak. The challenge is they're doing this without LeBron. So when LeBron comes back into that starting five, they got to start learning again. And that's the same issue that happened last year. All the injuries, and they probably had less than 20 games on the court together. So we're talking about gelling. We're talking about team and group dynamics. That is important. Your best ability is availability. And now we can add reliability and dependability. So – I still don't know what we have. It looks great to see that AD has found himself, but it is AD. And I love to see the lineups. I love seeing the box score, but it just takes that one thing, and then he's on the shelf too. So I'm I'm excited through your excitement, but they will not get too much of my attention until they hit that magic number of 500. Bet, bet, bet. I want to conclude with – Safe travels to you and to all those who are traveling for this holiday. Happy Thanksgiving to you, our fans and our family and our friends. Happy Thanksgiving. 
So wherever you are, wherever you may be, let's not forget those really that are less fortunate. And I just want to share Thanksgiving is really just not one day uh, in November. Thanksgiving should be all the time and it should be in your heart. Find something. Think back on those things that, in my opinion, that the good Lord has brought you from and through. And you should be thankful for it. You should be thankful for your loved ones. But let's not forget those who may be cold in a shelter, may not be able to eat, may not be able to have the things that you have. We should be thankful for that. But let's pray for them. And or if you can, donate canned goods to the shelter, uh, a coat, shoes. There are people that are in need and don't have the uh, the luxuries that you and I may have to this, this evening and tonight or this holiday. So uh, that's my taking it to the house moment. Love you and happy Thanksgiving. Just a caveat on, on your point. There's lots to be thankful for. Uh, enjoy this time. Enjoy this season. We've made it through another year. We have less than uh, 45 days left in this year. Uh, many things to reflect upon, but the goodness of family and friends during this time. But as you stated, uh, uh, lean upon those that are your support network, but then find those who need a support network and, and take that time to give back as well. As they, there's still a homeless challenge in this country. And so we have the opportunity to be blessed, be a blessing as well. So again, on this day, we tell you happy Thanksgiving. Hit us up. There's a lot of great football happening this week. A lot of great college football games happen as well. Hit us up on all our social media sites. We're ready to hear from you. We're ready to talk some more trash next Monday. Love you all. Take care. Be safe. Take it to the house. It's out. <laughs>